What's going on, Seven Footers gang? It's your girl, Jenna, here, and Gerard over there. Is that pink, Gerard? Yeah, man, got a little pink on. You know, it's summertime. You know, just trying to, just trying to, you know, flex a little bit. Although, right now in New York City, the skies have opened up, and it looks like literally animals are lining up two by two outside. It's it's wilding out there. <laughs> like, that, we were just talking, the storm that we just got hit with after the beautiful sunshine. I was like, I'm going to go take a run today, and then I got done with work, and it, the sky was black, so <laughs> There's that. I think I'm convinced that the storm, though, is just, you know, the higher powers above being nervous about this series. Mm, could be. In the NBA finals. Because yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you know. you're nervous, I, I feel like. I'm extremely nervous. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I don't know what's going to go on. We got the Bucks. We got the Suns. I mean, no offense. I hope Kendall Jenner just stays out of the arena. I just, <laughs> I need everything to go according to plan for Phoenix. That's it. Damn it. That's it. <laughs> Now, we have Game 1 NBA Finals in Phoenix mm -hmm. uh, as we're recording this mm -hmm. on Tuesday. So, we have Game 1 upon us, but Bucks fans are nervous mm -hmm. and they're proceeding with caution because Giannis, who suffered that hyperextended left knee, mm -hmm. is still recovering from that. And he upgraded from questionable or from doubtful, doubtful to mm -hmm. questionable on game day. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. crucial is this for Giannis to play tonight? Um, very important. But before we get to that, I just want to quickly shout out the Atlanta Hawks and Los Angeles Clippers for, you know, they had a hell of a season, both those squads, making it to, you know, I always say, yeah. Jenna, like, and, you know, the casual fan doesn't, un like, winning in this league is really hard, people. Like, it is very, very hard to win in this league. So kudos to the Hawks and the Clippers for getting to the conference finals. Clippers, first time in franchise history making a conference finals. And again, Absolutely. they were injured, lost lost Kawhi. Obviously, Trey Young's playing hobble. DeAndre Hunter was out. But look, there's no shade to the Suns and, and, and the Bucks. Obviously, they did what they had to do, and they're now the teams vying for the Larry O'Brien trophy. But I want to give a shout-out to those those two teams. Making it to the Final Four in the NBA is a huge deal, and we don't give those, four, those conference finalists enough props. Now... On to the Bucks. Look, it's interesting, right? Like Giannis is their best defender and their best player, right? By all metrics and 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 the ways in which everything works. However, you know that clinching game, Game Six, Milwaukee played against Atlanta. The offense seemed to flow a lot differently. Um, some might argue better without Giannis, right? There wasn't this idea of like, all right, we got to force in the ball, we got to do this. Look, Brooke Lopez, we know what you're gonna do. Drew Holiday, you be aggressive. Chris Middleton, do your thing, right? And there was kind of a way in which things kind of flowed better uh, for them. I, look, uh, it, to me, they need Giannis to win this series. So, you know, him being questionable, I, everyone saw that hyperextension, Jenna. Like, again, I'm no doctor, but I did connect and talk to a lot of physicians, surgeons, and uh, teams and, and trainers that are connected to various teams. And they all said, look, man, like, this is going to be about pain management, right? Like, how? Because I say this all the time. When you get injured in the playoffs, you don't, you're not coming back and like, oh, you're magically, magically 100% healthy. No, you're, that's not it. And then playing NBA playoff basketball on top of that injury isn't going to make it better, right? It's just going to get worse. So the question is, is how effective can Giannis be 
and how many high-level games can they get out of him with him being able to manage the pain before it becomes problematic. And that, I have no idea. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, you Absolutely. Know, I think, you know, having as most of the finals games, except for um, the after the game one and game six, will be two days off in between. So that's helpful. But look, we're still talking about the NBA finals at the end of a long, grueling season. Giannis will not be at 100%. It's going to be about how he guts it out playing like this, and we'll see what that means. 100% couldn't agree more. And, you know, on the lucky side, no structural damage, no ligament damage, so no surgery hopefully required, I guess, you know, for the most part. But the Bucks have been really tight-lipped about this injury, to be honest. Um, and, I, you know, it's the finals. Of course, you're not going to be, you know, spreading your business everywhere with your star player yep. injured. But... <laughs> It's interesting. So without Giannis, say he does not play in game one, Mm -hmm. how do you shut down Chris Paul? Uh, Well, look, I mean, I think you have Drew Holiday still there, right? So Drew Holiday is going, and that's the thing, you you know, it's all going to be Drew on Chris and Middleton on Booker is probably what they're going to end up doing. Um, You know, and look, Drew Holiday, even though his offense has been inconsistent uh, this postseason, he's been uh, consistent defensively. But look, Chris Paul is a savvy veteran. I mean, this isn't the first time he's playing against Drew Holiday, right? So he'll know what he needs to do to obviously get switches, get Drew Holiday off of him and onto somebody else. Um, You know, they they will do what is necessary. Um, I think, you know, the big thing we know about this team is is with Chris Paul at the helm and and on, on the floor as your point guard, they're going to get themselves into good offense the majority of the time. The question is, how will the Bucks scheme defensively uh, impact that? And we'll see it over time, you know. Um, but and even you, you mentioned the Bucks being quiet about or tight-lipped about the injury. Yes, we they put out vague terms, right? No structural damage, no ligament damage. Okay, but all that means is is that nothing's broken. That doesn't mean the ligaments aren't stretched or yeah. So right, we don't. It's we, no one except for the team doctors and the people inside the, the Bucks organization know what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Again, this is going to be about how Giannis can pain manage and deal with it. And we'll see. And not to compare injuries whatsoever because they are not the same. However, even with Kawhi, the Clippers, before they were eliminated, were quiet about his knee sprain. Mm-hmm. Nothing really mm-hmm. said. However, it's kind of the same in a way with Giannis. Like, we don't, we only know it's not the worst case scenario. Right. That's right. what they have told us, in other words. So then you have Kawhi who missed the entire um, mm-hmm. last series yep. with this knee sprain. So now we have Giannis with a dicey injury like that. So this is super unpredictable. He could play tonight and then not play the rest of the series. That, that's the thing. We have no idea. And anytime you go out at, at, play, to play ball after an injury, the risk for subsequent injury increases, right? The number one predictor of future injury is previous injury, right? That's, I mean, that is common knowledge. And so we shall see. And again, to my point, Jenna, like you do not get better from injuries by playing high level NBA playoff basketball. That is not how injuries heal. Rest and recovery are how injuries heal, right? And Giannis, who's an explosive leaper and very athletic, right? How much of the way he plays is that going to impact, right? That, that, um, that right knee. Again, all mm-hmm. questions that we don't know the answer to. We will have to see how it plays out. Very true, very true. And just to repeat something that you always do say on the show, big men, they need their knees, especially big men. I just mean, like point guards need their hands, big men need need those knees. I mean, it's it's basketball, right? Basketball players need their knees. Like, that's, just, that's not something you can – and the thing is, 
most a lot of players when they have a kind of a lower leg injury they they compensate right okay if my athleticism is a little bit compromised i'm gonna revert to this part of my game right well i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna you know maybe rely on my shooting and my you know and that part well Giannis ain't really a good shooter so he can't fall back to that part of his game right it's not like he can stand out on the wing and take 20 footers and knock them down with consistency we know that's not the case right because athleticism is a huge part of his game so and if that knee is compromised which it is and his athleticism is diminished that's going to be a problem but again we'll have to see how it all plays itself out well let's talk real quick here about the other big men brooke lopez chris Mm. middleton and we already mentioned drew holiday these guys are going to have to obviously step up in Giannis's absence. And even mm-hmm. when Giannis is on the floor to compensate for that knee injury. So we know that the Bucks love their drop coverage style. Mm-hmm. But do you think that's the smartest thing to continue this style of coverage? The Suns already know what they're <laughs> up against. Pretty much. You know, the, 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 the Bucks drop coverage is something we talk about all the time on this show. A lot of other people talk about it. Look, the, we know that. Chris Paul and Devin Booker in space against someone like Brooke Lopez, that's win for the Suns, right? Because Brooke does not want to get up into that second box, right? He wants to be as close to the rim as possible. Well, if you're going to give that kind of room to Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they are deadly mid-range assassins. They'll kill you from there. And that's actually the shots they want to take, right? They want to take mid-rangers. So they're perfectly fine with that. I think uh, Brooke Lopez, as he did towards the end of that Atlanta series, is going to have to come up a little bit further into that drop coverage, right? Just play a little bit higher, a la what um, the Clippers did with the Beach of Zubach against the Suns in that series, right? Because the Suns, the Clippers also employed drop coverage with Zubach. When Booker torched him in game one, they're like, nah, we can't do that anymore. So they brought him out a little further. Now, what that means, though, however, is that the perimeter defenders on Milwaukee are going to have to be excellent, right? That starts with Drew Holiday, of course, and Chris Middleton. And as good a defender as Chris Middleton is, he will struggle in space at times, right? Like with quicker guards, right? And Booker is quick and strong, right? And he will be able to find his way to, to get by to get by him at times. And you know, I say this to you all the time, Jenna. When you're defending someone, ideally, how do you want to defend them? Do you want to defend them with a lot of space around you? Or do you want to defend them in a crowd? You want to defend in a crowd, right? Because closer teammates to you, you can get deflections, get your hands on the ball. But if there's space, that makes defending much more harder for for, for a player. So we, we'll see how that plays out. We will. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about the Suns. Because as everybody knows, or I hope most casual fans know, this is Chris Paul's first mm-hmm. time competing mm-hmm. for a championship at age 36, 16 years in. The veteran is a veteran, but not when it comes to the finals. And of course, his young core, the Suns' young core, and Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, they've never been here as well. That's a huge... He, and neither has Giannis and the Bucks, but yeah. this is huge for the Suns, in my opinion. More, It's bigger for them. Do you believe that they're ready for this moment? And not to mention, is it fair to say that Devin Booker has played not up to par since the broken nose, <laughs> now combined with this? So here's what I'll say. Um, I think it's big for both teams, right? Look, you're, we're in the NBA Finals. This is it. The winner of this series wins the ultimate prize, which is what all of these players play for. Everybody wants to play for a chance to win an NBA championship. And we do know, Jenna, just based on numbers, the vast majority of NBA players will never play in an NBA finals in their career. That's just how it goes. So the fact that they are here, it is big for both teams because they both want to win. No one has any more pressure than anybody else. We're it's Mm -hmm. this is the this is it. This is the end of the line. 
Winner takes the Larry O'Brien trophy. So they're both gonna gonna you know have the 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 pressure of wanting to win. Both teams have no playoff, no finals experience, right? The, you have players on this team. This is not what they've done. So it's going to be a new experience for all of them. Now, you know, is the youth of DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker going to matter? I don't think so. Look, I think with Chris there and with Monty there and with the kind of the way that team is playing and Mikel Bridges also is young, um, you know, I just think that they they recognize the moment and this is what it is. Now, are, are there going to be some bad games? Sure. There may be bad games on both sides, right? Sometimes you just don't have it. I think ultimately this is really going to be about team and how well the team as a whole responds to getting punched in the mouth. And I think having a leader like Chris Paul and the Suns helps that young, those, those young guys because, you know, Chris will be steady, I believe. And I think on the, on the, on the Buck side, I think, you know, someone like a Chris Middleton will also be steady, right? But again, everyone's going to feel the nerves and the jitters because it's the finals, man. I, I, I win and I get to hold that, that big gold trophy. They all want it. As far as Booker playing poorly since the nose break, you know, the nose break was sort of a demarcation line, but I think also the Clippers defense on him was very good, right? Patrick Beverly really got up and got into him and the Clippers really focused on like making him work for his points now, but it wasn't like Booker averaged 10 points a game. He still averaged 20 something, right? So he got his points. He said to work very hard to get them. And I think, you know, that's, that's what the, the Bucks are going to try to do in this series, make him work hard. Um, but I think, you know, I think Book, as we know, you know, he's one of those guys who we say are built for this, right? I think he's he's not going to shrink or shy away from the moment. Now, he may not be, you know, lights out every game. I mean, it's the NBA Finals. Who's going to be? But I, I don't think he'll shrink from the moment. Agreed here. I think I think he's well-equipped and ready for it. Did you see that he uh, wore that, what was it, that 1993 Sun shirt? Yep, yep. <laughs> or was it 93? Yeah, 93, the last time the Suns went to the finals, yeah. yeah, with Charles Barkley. I was going to say. Yep, yep, Kevin Johnson, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Talk to me about the big man matchup in Aiton and Lopez. If you had to put your money on it right now, who do you think would take it? Well, it's interesting, right? Like, Aiton's the younger, more spry guy. So if I'm Phoenix... I want a rim run with Lopez, with, with, with Aiton. Have him sprint up and down the court and wear Lopez down. That's what I want to do. You, I mean, DeAndre Aiton's 23. I mean, he's a young dude. I want a young guy to be out here. You sprint up and down and make Brooke feel it after every single game. Because Brooke is a large man and a large human being, and he's going to dish out some punishment on Aiton on the other side. So it's like, okay, if he's going to use his strength on you, you use your superior athleticism and quickness on him, right? Mm-hmm. Make him make him have to run and work that court. Make him come out a little bit to guard you at 15 to 18 feet. You know, do that sort of thing. So I think that that's what I want to see there. And I think, you know, Brooks going to have some games where he plays well, right? And if they used him how they did in that Atlanta series without Giannis, where he really dominated on the interior, you know, I think that'll be an interesting matchup. Is he going to get eight in foul trouble? I think there'll be... It'll be very interesting. I'm going to give Aiton just an edge just because of his youth. And, you know, if the series goes long, I think, you know, that's just more miles and more basketball on an older body. Very true. I actually had a friend that went to high school with Lopez and the um, Lopez brothers. And they said that they were just these tall, awkward, lanky, (laughs) big guys. So, like, they just called them, like, lanky Lopez. They were just, like, all over the place. And then look at where we are. Look at the NBA NBA Finals. Finals That's it. (laughs) Gotta love it. Let's talk about – so we talked about the stars Mm -hmm. on each side. 
let's talk about the depth of the benches. Sure. Okay. We got the Suns. We got Mikel Bridges. We got that help all there. And then how crucial would PJ Tucker be on the Bucks side? Yeah. So I think, look, for it's the supporting cast often play a role in this, right? And if I'm looking at supporting cast, so the Bucks going to come off the bench with probably Bobby Portis, uh, Pat Connaughton. Uh, Bryn, we had an incredible yeah, game. And, and, and Bryn yeah. Forbes, right? Those are the guys that are going to be coming off the bench. I mean, I know everybody gets excited when Giannis's brother gets in the game, but I mean, come on, let's be real. Like he, he he's not good. All right. So the, the those, so it's going to be right. It's going to be Connaughton, uh, Tucker, Forbes, right? The, the, those mm-hmm. are the dudes who you're going to be looking at um, off the bench and Bobby Portis for, for Phoenix, Dario Saric, right. Who I like a lot. Cameron Payne, who's excellent. Right. I mean, if, if Bryn Forbes and Cameron Payne are going to match minutes, oh, that's going to be tough for Milwaukee because Bryn Forbes don't guard nobody, right? He's a turnstile on defense. And Cameron Payne being aggressive, is that going to force Bud to play Drew Holiday extra minutes, right? And again, it's the cumulative effect. How are those extra minutes going to matter in game two, in game three, in game four, right? And so that that that's that's what's interesting. There. How, how does how do both teams, both coaches manage the minutes? I do like Milwaukee's bench a lot. Um, I'm sorry, Phoenix is, Phoenix is supporting cast. Cam Johnson, right, who's been a revelation, just someone who's heady, knows where he's got to be on the floor at all times. I think, you know, it, I'm going to give the slight edge to Phoenix's bench, uh, but I think I think both benches will, be, will play crucial roles. Yeah, and you mentioned Pat Connington. Um, he's shooting well from three. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if Brooke Lopez can be knocking down threes as well, yeah, he's it, what? It, I think he's like 35% 35, right now. Yeah. If, if the Bucks are hitting threes at a high rate, they're going to be really tough to beat. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think Phoenix understands that and knows that about their about their offense and how they want to attack, right? So I, I think they'll have a game plan for, all right, this is how we're going to defend this. I like it. You mentioned both coaches, and it's also going to come down to that as well. Talk to me about the coaching matchup here, because at one point, I think I mentioned that, you know, when the Bucks weren't doing well a couple series ago, that Bud's job could have been on the line. Yeah. Talk so, about Bud, right? This this is a guy who, who could get fired, like, <laughs> what, like a, three weeks ago. And now it's like he's in the NBA Finals. It's like he's kept, he saved his job, might get a contract extension, right? Um, I think, you know, we always talk about Bud being reticent to change, right? And, and, and sort of, mm-hmm. and sort of adjust. I think, yeah, they're going to have to, in that drop coverage, have Brooke out a little bit higher. Um, I think, you know, Monty Williams is a little bit better about making adjustments and doing different things. But I think if it does come down to that point, you know, will Bud in the NBA Finals where it's like, dude, this ain't the regular season, my guy. You have a chance to hold the Larry O'Brien trophy. You do whatever it takes to win, right? Like, if that means, no, we're switching this, do it, right? So, It'll be interesting, but, you know, Bud tends to be stubborn about that stuff. And, you know, this is what worked. We've won doing it this way. And it's like, yeah, man, but this is the finals, my guy. Like, we're trying to, we're trying to take it all. Um, and his track record suggests that he doesn't necessarily make adjustments very quickly. And, you know, before you know it, you're down 2-0. Who knows, right? So I think he's going to have to definitely be on his P's and Q's. Couldn't agree more. And I, I'm not worried about Monty Williams. Like, I feel a calm a calm feeling when I think about him coaching in the finals, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. because of Chris Paul, too. So mm-hmm. even though he's also never been there. But, hey, I like it. I like it. Now, talk to me about what you're specifically looking for going into this series. What are you looking for from each team? What do they need to do? 
Yeah, so well. I, yeah, I'm looking for, we know the Bucks defense wants to funnel you towards the mid-range shot and then certain people shooting threes, but that's what the Suns do well, right? <laughs> like, spring the ball out to the corners to guys like Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Mikel Bridges to hit corner threes. That, that's, that's what they're good at. And then, again, Booker and Chris Paul coming downhill or getting the switch, pulling out Brooke Lopez. Chris Paul gets Brooke Lopez out in space in, you know, for, for you know, on a pick and roll, on a switch. That's advantage Chris Paul, right? I mean, these are the things that the Suns like to do. And that's what the Bucks defense forces you to do. Well, I mean, that seems like advantage Suns. The big thing there is, again, you know, will they make subtle adjustments? You can keep your drop coverage. But again, push Brooke out a little. Does he, does he come out a little bit higher, right? And mm-hmm. does that then allow a lob over the top? Who knows, right? Like, it, it, And what's the Suns counter for that? So I'm, I'm going to be looking at the, the, the Bucks defense. And do they do things differently or do they just keep doing what they do? Um, I'm also going to be looking at from an X's and O's standpoint on the Phoenix, on Phoenix's side, right? Like when they draw and penetrate and kick out, right? Like bridges Crowder, like, you know, if they have a game where like, they're just terrible from three, where are they at from a confidence perspective, right? It's the NBA finals. Do they, do they feel like, oh man, do they start pressing, right? Like does Chris say, you know, does he revert into how he was in game six where he was like passes that he normally make coming off the pick and roll? He's like, no, I'm shooting that bad boy. Right on his way to his 40-something points and eight assists, right? So does he does he do that more or does he go back to normal Chris Paul mode, right? And does he read see what the game is dictating and then do and, and do that? And can Devin Booker can he can he get off against Chris Middleton, right? Like can he get to his spots and, and knock down shots with regularity? I think, you know, one of the things about Booker is Booker's a good a very good catch and shoot three guy. He isn't great at pull up threes off the dribble like Steph Curry and Dame Lillard, right? That isn't a strength mm-hmm. of his game. Right. And so do the do the Bucks find a way to exploit that on their pick and roll, right? On their pick and roll coverage on defense. So these are things I'm gonna be looking for. And also to Aiton, right? What role does Aiton play? I mentioned him rim running, right? Can you get Lopez in the foul trouble? Can you force him out? I mean, Aiton's not necessarily a three point shooter, but can you pull eight can you pull Lopez out to fifteen feet, open up that lane a little bit? And then of course, whatever the Giannis situation is, right? That's gonna dictate a lot of what's happening here. Yeah, I think that's gonna dictate Obviously, game one and how that goes, but I expect to see Chris Paul, you know, playmaking mm-hmm. a lot of lobs to Aiton. Um, and again, that's also depending on too. Lopez comes forward. How much can you fit in between mm-hmm. in the paint there? Mm-hmm. Get Aiton to the rim. But I mean, I think all this series too in the bigger picture is going to determine money for Aiton too. Oh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We shall, we shall see yeah, with that. I mean, yeah, but... he's, he's going to be up for his rookie extension soon, right? So, I mean, like mm-hmm. all, all those guys on that draft class are. So, it'll, it will be extremely interesting to see. And you know, again, on the Buck side, you know, is Chris Middleton. You know, he he's a player who is often derided because you're like, oh, is that guy really a number two? But Chris Middleton's showing right that he's an all star for a reason. That guy can get his own shot, but can he be consistent every night, even when the shot's not falling? Can you find a way to manufacture to get to 25 points, right? That's what superstars do. The jump shot's not falling. They still find a way to get their 25 to 30 points, right? Mm-hmm. Can, can Chris do that on a night where the jumper isn't falling? Um, and Drew Holiday, is he going to be aggressive, right? Th- these are the things that are going to be telltale signs for the Bucks. Absolutely. And random, but I have to bring it up because we're obviously doing a preview here of the finals. Giannis mm-hmm. at the line. Mm. These violations, sometimes mm. they're called, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're called after the game and they're in the report. Yeah, yeah. What Do you think that this is going to affect? 
I mean, much of his game. The the NBA has already basically made it very clear that they're not going to call it every time because they can, right? He violates it every single time. Um, so, I mean, but they don't call it every time, right? And I understand sort of why they do that, but then it's like, well, then it needs to be no rule then, right? Like, right. then just forget it. Then you take as long as you want at the free throw line. Um, but that's something I think they'll address probably in the offseason, uh, not so much in this series. But Giannis, mm-hmm. you know, he's someone who that's not going to affect him, right? He'll airball free throws. Like he, he'll still be aggressive and do what he has to do. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Now there are times, however, you know, when late in games where he knows he has to be aggressive in a, in a one or two possession game, you know, he'll kind of go to that fadeaway because if he does get fouled, you know, he's not a hundred percent confident he's going to knock down both shots. And that, mm-hmm. in a close game, that matters, right? So mm-hmm. I think you know that's the area of 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 his game that, of course, we know that that needs to improve. Right. Right. And also, um, have you heard anything on the standpoint of Chris Paul and that hand or that wrist that he was dealing with? No, I haven't heard anything from the Phoenix side about what's going on there. I think obviously with Phoenix being able to clinch um, their their final strip last week, last Wednesday, that gave uh, Chris, you know, some extra time to heal. Right. So, I mean, he's playing. Chris is going to be the healthiest he's been in the playoffs in a long time. Right. Remember, he was also out because uh, he was in the, in the health and safety protocols. So he missed the beginning mm-hmm. of the conference finals, right? So, I mean, he he has played the least basketball of anybody that's in the finals right now. And for someone his age, that's a good thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's more time for him to rest and recover so that he is prepared because he's going to play a lot of minutes um, in, 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 in this series. So I think, you know, the, the wrist is fine from what I understand. And I think the, the Suns being able to to get their series out of the way a little bit earlier and get that extra time to rest. And Chris having Mm -hmm. played less basketball, that's all going to prove beneficial, I believe, for Phoenix. Right, absolutely. I couldn't agree more because they had some time off there. And, of course, the Bucs didn't have as much time because that Hawk Mm -hmm. series went Mm -hmm. so late. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's of concern for the Bucs' legs? A little bit, right? Because the Bucs just clinched on Saturday, right? I mean, Saturday is when they clinched, and it's now Tuesday, right? So would they have 72 hours, right? I mean... Three, three days off, uh, but but before they play, um, so uh, you know, you could say they're probably in better better rhythm, right? They're kind of used to playing those every every other or every couple of days, maybe. But you know, when you're dealing with players who have a certain amount of age, again, I think rest is always a preferred method. So with with Phoenix having that opportunity to rest and see get a get a, a leg up on their scouting for for Milwaukee, I think you know I expect Phoenix to to come out and and win Game One. I do too. I do too. So, in the grand scheme of things, big picture, what is your series prediction? <laughs> Man, it's it's so tough, right? Because this is all predicated on Giannis's health in so many ways, and it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's uncertain right now. And even if he plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. So, and even if he was a hundred percent, I just love this Phoenix team. If you remember, Jenna, I talked about this a couple months ago. I said they have all the pieces, right? Phoenix was they weren't like they weren't the sixth seed or the seventh seed. They were the number two seed in the Western Conference, and they finished a game behind the Jazz with the best record in the NBA. They've been good for all season for a reason, right? And I love the way this team plays on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. Um, I just And the level of defense that Phoenix plays is going to be a step up from what the Hawks were able to do to Milwaukee. Look, I like this Phoenix team a lot. I, I you, know, you know me. I'm not one of them to be a narrative and whatever. I think it'd be lovely to have Chris win a title. I don't, for me, it's not going to change my opinion of him as a player. It's not going to change my ranking of him. I think for casual fans, 
it will because casual fans are obsessed with rings where when and you know i always talk about this jenna like rings aren't about one person they're they're about a team and multiple things have to go right for you to win a championship and you need some luck Mm -hmm. in there right that's just how this works i get it people get fooled because lebron or lebron's in the finals just about every year that ain't real life okay that's not how it actually works and so you know for me I would love it if Chris were able, would be able to, to win a championship just for his own sake, not for what I think it does anything different for him in terms of as a player. No, Sam, I almost want him to win it so bad because I'm so sick of the, but Chris Paul didn't win a ring narrative, right. but Chris Paul didn't, but he stupid. didn't, but, but, but it's, yeah, it's, it's like, dumb. no, it's dumb. I, you know, again, that's just people who, again, don't realize that this is much more difficult. So, you know, Jenna, yep. I, Suns and six is is where I'm sitting right now. Um, I, I just thought you were gonna pick the Bucks. No, 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 no. Suns and six. Um, I, okay. I I like this Phoenix team, and I'm gonna actually go off the board. Not off the board. I'm gonna go Devin Booker as Finals MVP. Um, I know obviously most people think Chris Paul, and you know Chris Paul could potentially win it, but you know I think Book might have a couple breakout games on this big stage. Not breakout because we all know how good he is. But again, for the casual fan who only tunes into the NBA Finals. They'll be like, oh, my God, who's this Devin Booker guy? And the rest of us will be like, you know, he's been here. <laughs> like, he's been that good. Um, I think so, it's yeah. so funny. Um, a couple, my God. Yeah, I guess a couple years ago, I was working at Hollywood Life. And something with Devin Booker, um, he, when he wasn't, you know, the mm-hmm. star that he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was linked to some celebrity, of course. Y'all know that if you <laughs> listen to this podcast, that was my mix. That was my jam. <laughs> And I did something like, who's Devin Booker? And I remember, and now I'm like, oh my God, who doesn't know who Devin Booker is? Like, come on. Um, with that being said, though, I'm going to go Suns and Seven. Mm. Suns all the way. Mm-hmm. And since you gave an NBA Finals um, MVP, MVP prediction, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do that as well. And I can't say Booker because you did, even though I wouldn't be mad if he got it. But I'm going to say Chris Paul. Okay. I okay. am. That's fair enough. Um, I love it. Oh, my God. We're both Suns fans. Cute. <laughs> Let's talk about, however, first, uh, before we, we, we wrap, um, mm-hmm. you have an interesting connection to a Phoenix area band um, <laughs> that that played um, at halftime at one of the conference finals games. Share with the with, with our lovely seven footers audience about your 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 connection to a specific 90s era uh, band. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Gerard, like, you were so impressed with me. I don't think Gerard was ever more impressed with me um, than anybody ever was in my life or than he ever was. But, yeah. Um. Oh, my God. I can't even remember. Um. Th- what was the name of the band again? I, I wasn't in. The Jim Blossoms. Yes. Oh, my God. They're going to kill me because they're my favorite people now. So, anyway, I'm the worst, actually. But, you know, in my defense, I wasn't, you know, alive then or I was just like a newborn. Well, I, and I, I, remember, I remember texting you saying, Jenna, were you even alive when this band was at their heights? No. Like, literally. Okay. So, the Jim Blossoms, I did a, um article for the New York Post. They, they trolled this. Um, Nuggets fan like I mean destroyed him on Twitter like (laughs) it was hysterical and they were so funny whoever was doing their their social media like deserves a raise but yeah they caught my article covering that um and when the Suns were playing the Nuggets and they were basically you know the talent at one of the Suns games and people were trolling them like Jin or Jin (laughs) Nuggets fans 
And anyway, it was a whole thing on Twitter. They caught my article. They retweeted it. They and sure then they did. followed me and Gerard. They the sure did. Game. They drummer did. Yep, they sure did. On Twitter. Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. was amazing. They liked Gerard's tweet. <laughs> they were like retweeting. Basically, they're obsessed with the Seven Floors podcast is what I got from the <laughs> And it's just amazing. I mean, the Gin Blossoms love you, girl. And yeah. <laughs> maybe they can sing our, our opening song one day as a guest. Well, it's just hilarious <laughs> because I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, the Gin Blossoms just follow me? Oh, my God. And then Scott Hassel, the, the, the drummer from the Gin Blossoms, also, I'm like, wow. And so, you know, obviously, I'm older than Jenna. So, 90s, like, that alternative era, like, Gin Blossoms was definitely a song, a, a band that, you know, I played a ton of during that period, right? Like follow you down, like all all those all those hits that everybody knows, right? Um, and it was it was hilarious because I was sort of like, what a blast from the past. And I was like, Jenna, like you don't even know who the, I'm like, do you even know who the Jim Blossoms are? He was like, out of all people, this pops up on my Twitter feed, and Jenna is involved. So it was totally random. It was like a trending story yep, that yep, I had yep. um, gotten assigned. Um, by the post and it ended up being so fun. I actually tagged them in the tweet and they yeah. got it. So yeah, I no, was that... like, Hey, biggest fan, me. Yeah. Let's, let's, maybe we can see if we can get the gym because they're obviously, maybe they're, 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 the band was formed in Arizona. So maybe they're, they're Suns fans. Can we get them mm -hmm. to come on the show? Maybe see what's up. Like, Hey guys, you know, and maybe get them to do a little, yeah. uh, an acoustic version of Hey Jealousy or, you know, any one of their other hits for us, you know? Just gonna put that out into the universe. <laughs> put it out there, honey. We're manifesting. Don't worry. We're gonna hit them up. They're they're followers of Gerard and I, so it shouldn't be that hard. Shouldn't be That's that right, hard. That's right, guys. Them footers popping up on your radar that's everywhere. Right. We out here. You know what? We out here in these streets. Honestly, that's what we're gonna do. We promise you guys, we're gonna up this guest game, and we're gonna. We're going to make some moves here. That'd be dope. I'd like a little Jim Blossoms. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got you, Gerard. This is one thing that I have to do I was gonna say, as you, a present to you. Yeah, I got you. I, I would appreciate it. Yeah, I might have to get those. I mean, a little live performance, man. Well, it's going to be good, good times. <laughs> Heck yes. And I'm also a Suns fan because I'm also a fan of the Connecticut Sun, by the oh, way. Oh, that's right. That's right. Jenna was. Basically um, in the organization. <laughs> Yeah, Jed is basically in the organization now. You you did uh, the Connecticut Sun uh, in arena game a couple of weeks ago, and they want you yeah. to do more games this WNBA season. Mm -hmm. So it's all about the Suns family for you. I, I see it. That's yeah. it. All of a sudden, I love me some orange and purple. You know what I'm saying? Swapped out that yellow for now. Wow. For now. Yeah, for now. For now. So, well, speaking of speaking of that purple and gold, um, there's the 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 trade rumors are in the streets that the. Oklahoma City Thunder are thinking about sending Kemba Walker to the Lakers in exchange for Kyle Kuzma and no doubt some draft picks. Um, but yeah. You know I love me some Kemba Walker. Oh boy. It's all we need. Kemba and LeBron and, and AD. Oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> you know I really, oh I'm getting emotional. Here I am. Oh my God. A DM'd Kemba Walker when the trade happened. He never answered. It's okay. All right. <laughs> Just want to let him know how much he meant to me. Oh, he's from New York. He is a New if York he guy. The Lakers, I would be so upset, but you know what? He's going to be with my my Bron, and he's going to teach him the way. He's going to teach him the you. way. It must be this Space Jam cereal I've been oh, eating. Have you seen it in the Lord. grocery store? Of course, I haven't Have seen that seen nonsense. It? No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's there. And you know what month it is, Gerard? It is Space Jam premiere month. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you and Gabby would go into that with yourselves because I will not be seeing any Space Jam. Um, don't worry, I'll get you a t-shirt. It's fine. It's fine. 
Actually, you can't go to see Space Jam because you haven't seen the first one. That's right. And I yeah. will never see the I first one. I just exposed you. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Everyone already knows. Everyone who follows me and follows my work knows that nope, never saw the first Space Jam. Have no desire to. Will not see the second one. Hey, it is what it is, man. We all have our what crosses. What about when I have a kid and I'm like, Uncle Gerard <laughs> is going to watch you today and you're going to watch Space Jam. Yeah. And anytime I can know, my kid's going to cry much, and yeah. it's going to be a whole thing. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. We ain't watching Space Jam. Sorry, little little little, little gal or guy. <laughs> no Space Jam tonight. <laughs> I can't. Time for bed. Gotta go. We Gotta hate go. LeBron. <laughs> Stick that narrative in my kid's head. Uh, listen, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make your kid anti-LeBron and anti-all things Space Jam. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so painful. But hey, listen, when we return with you guys, mm-hmm. I mean, what, will the finals be over by then? No. I mean, it could no. be. No, yeah. it wouldn't be. No, 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 it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be no, over yet. perfect. But we're, we're going so to we be, a, one more be at, least three, at least three games in by then. We'll be at least three perfect. games in. So. And we'll, then... You know what, Gerard? I mean, it's going to be, what, mid-July when the finals are over, basically? Mm-hmm. And then it's not that long until, of course, the Olympics. Then the season starts. So, and well, Summer League the, first. The, summer the, League. The, the draft Summer League. It's going to be. We're going to be with you guys. It, it, it's another season that's, the, the offseason is compressed. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to manage it as best we can, guys. But as always, you know where to find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. We're at 7 Footers Pod on Twitter, at 7 Footers Podcast on Instagram at J.S. Hector, at Gentleman Selly. And until next time, enjoy the NBA Finals, guys. Peace. Spent a couple years out here with these raps Trying to have a plan that we may come true Plotted some jobs but I ain't hit back I don't want to trap, what's a man gonna do? Chevy told me come through to the spot Got a little kickback, bring the whole crew Right around 10 came dressed in the nines You already know what we really finna do When we pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene